I've long understood um, and believed this, and what you're communicating is the same, that as women, we naturally, there's something about who we are and how we naturally want to communicate and connect with people that actually makes us automatically, subconsciously stronger in a high ticket sales conversation than men. Hello, welcome back to the Balance Bowley podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpen, here with you as always, bringing you juicy goodness for work life and love balance. Boop, boop. We are so excited to be here. This is May, y'all. It's May. I know. Like, seriously, it's the end of the year. I know. Six months five months, 12 months. I feel like it's 2023 because just about a month ago, I was toasting to the new year and somehow we got here already and all of the craziness of 2020 with all of the joys that we have tried to grow through and get through and be on the other side of it without, you know, punching our forever loves in the throats and without going to the divorce courts and without becoming people that the former me, the social worker me would have been at your door to talk about why your kids are running away every day. We tried to all not be those people last year with schools closed and, you know, homeschooling and doing all the things and we made it. We made it through. We are literally five-ish months into a brand new era because there is no new normal. And I think we can all qualify that this is something that we have to not just get used to, but have to really adapt in a very juicy, loving, and beautiful and brilliant way because there is a gift in all of it. Kicking off this month being National Mental Health Awareness Month, we want to be very present to you to every single thing that you need, tuning into your body, tuning into your mind and your spirit, and being extremely aware that when you are being selfish enough to tune into you, to forgive yourself, to do the personal transformation work, because you do have to be selfish. You got to slow down, take everybody off the titty that's breastfeeding from you, stop it for a moment Mm -hmm. and allow yourself that moment to breathe and do you. So you won't be burnt out. So you won't be sitting in inpatient somewhere with an IV in your arm because your body, your mind, your spirit is completely depleted. And you can grow your business. Hashtag that. You can do both. How about it? You literally can have it all. But let's make sure that we reel it in a little bit and focus on you. That is why I am excited, as always, to bring you this extremely dope, beautiful, and high-spirited woman, Heather Petherick. She is equal parts style, wit, and substance, because she's not just brilliant, she is beautiful. She is not just beautiful, she is tapping into your genius with her sales conversion expertise for high ticket coaches, consultants, and service providers. She said, you don't have to be salesy. That is not what you have to do. You can sell your premium offers and you can do it in a brag worthy way. Heather, welcome to the Balanced Golden Podcast. How are you today? Oh, Nikita, I am so excited to be here. I could listen to you all day, baby. I love it. it. Where where can we dive in? There are so many things popping in my mind for inspiration. Yes. Well, I would love for you to tell people just a little bit more about what you're doing in the world and how you're making them be brag worthy these days. Oh, my God. Well, my... (laughs) My zone of genius, my focus, where I really um, turn the tide for my clients, as you said, coaches, consultants, and service providers who are selling high ticket, but are want to do it in a way that is completely authentic, right? Gone are the days 
of the bro marketing, right? The aggressive, the bullying, the dominating the sales conversation, cajoling and convincing people to buy from us. That is not authentic. That is not. not in service to humanity. It is not. <laughs> and so it's really supporting uh, entrepreneurs um, to create a new philosophy, a new approach to sales that is authentic. It is elegant and golly, it is free and effective, effective. Mm. Yeah. I love it. So I know you are working with humans. Are your humans predominantly, <laughs> are they predominantly women or are they women and men? Yes. My, my clients are typically women. And I'll tell you why that is. Around the sales conversation in particular, there's a big gender difference, I find, in style, approach, and behavior of sales. And I find women really like being in groups of women to talk about the sales philosophy because they often see, like, the anti-sales is often a very masculine and dominant style. Um, we need permission uh, to take a very different approach. A thousand percent agree. Women do have a like genetic visceral need for community. And we mm. typically want to tap into a little bit more estrogen when we can. So this, yeah. this is right up, right up my lane with all the things. I love it. So you are doing a lot of work helping people. Basically, as a, a sales coach, you are a strategist. So you're tapping yeah. into the business, the, the metrics, all the like details of it. But you're also going underneath and helping people with their mindset shifts, which we know are crucial. And a lot of people hear mindset and they immediately like, oh, that's woo woo. Or they put it in the barrel of therapy, which is <laughs> therapeutic, but not therapy necessarily. Right. And all that. How are you working with a lot of those women that are coming to you? This is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Right. And they're coming and they're like, listen, Heather. I'm stressed, I'm frustrated, and I don't have no time for no woo. Tell me how to increase these sales and do yeah. what I need to do because they just don't get it. Like they yeah. don't get it yet. Like are are you calling those people in and educating them or are those not your people? Abs no, they absolutely are, Nikita. When and I agree, um whether you call it woo-woo, uh, you know, manifesting, attracting, energetic levels, I like to sometimes call it just plain old like sales psychology. Mm -hmm. acknowledging what psychology we are bringing as a sales leader to those conversations and that process, but also honoring and appreciating the psychology that our prospects are likely bringing to a high ticket sales conversation. And when we can understand in a way the emotional baggage or the you know mental baggage that we're bringing and how it's polluting that conversation, yeah. suddenly we become, we have permission to, to let that baggage go and our sales conversations become so much cleaner, so much more powerful and effective. So whether you call it mindset or psychology, um, it's all the same to me. It is. I, you know, I'm right there with you. Emotional behavioral science is here a thousand percent. And we, and I get the pushback sometimes too, but are like, oh, it just sounds so woo-woo. And I'm like, embrace your woo if you want to go wealthy. Like that's <laughs> like very raw. Like, well, do you want to be wealthy? Embrace your woo. Because even for some of the people in our similar circles that we know, will always say that as you're elevating past a certain marker, it stops being about the tactics. Like tactics has its place, right? Like I'm sure you're teaching some of the tangible things that they need to be more yeah. organized and, and get it together. But at a point, that's no longer the thing that's going to help you get to that next level. You got to tap past all of your restrictions, your inner restrictions, those mm. things that are coming up for you. And I would love for you to speak about some of the things that you're seeing with your clients. Yeah, I want to add to what you're saying here, Nikita, because I think it's 
Yes. Um, for me, when I'm working with clients, it's not just about, I see this as like a three-legged stool. And if we remove any one of those legs, the business is going to topple over, yeah. right? And so mindset or psychology is absolutely one of the things that keeps our business running at a high, you know, at a high pace. But mindset alone cannot create a multiple six-figure business. We also need proven, you call them tactics, I would call it process, framework, mm -hmm. you know, strategies that we know are proven to work and that we consistently use again. We rinse and repeat. We know what works. Now, that's only two of the legs, though. Mm -hmm. The third this is the practical application, because think of it this way. We can have like, you know, a five star Tony Robbins mindset, if you will. But if we aren't using the right strategies, we're still going to have results that are diminished. Similarly, if we have the right tactics or the right process that we know works, like it's the silver bullet, plus we're working on our mindset. If we're not implementing any of it, we're still going to be, you know, at the starting gates. Yeah. So for me, it's really about getting all three of these legs, mm -hmm. the practical implication or practical implementation, the psychology and the processes for your unique business working all at the same time. Now that can be a lot of plates to spin sometimes, but it's only three plates when we get the right plate spinning. I love it. It's prioritizing the plates. I was talking the other day um, in the Intimacy Advantage episodes that we do inside like our Certified Selfish group about managing the mission with commitment. And it, yes, there's there's something to be said, and we talk about it all the time about choosing like what's spinning, what's on those plates that are spinning. But as women, for and most of our listeners are women, and we do have a few brave men, hashtag shout out to the brave men that are listening. But we know that a lot of those things, we honor them. We love the plates that we're holding. We can't imagine giving them to any anyone else for any reason. And sometimes they get really, really heavy because yeah. we don't have the right things on the plates because we're missing exactly what you said. The Some of the mindset pieces of why we feel like we need certain components of it, why we're not delegating some of the, if I had to, you know, be really like deep in my analogies and they can go very left very, very fast. So let me just warn you about that. But if <laughs> one, of, one of those places like your meal, there's, you know, your veggie, your carb, mm -hmm. your protein, you know, whatever that looks like. And at some point, we have a whole bunch of extra carb on there that we didn't necessarily need. And the heaviness comes from the mindset shift not happening that, well, do you need all of those carbs? Like, is there something that you can delegate? Is there someone you can hire to help you with this? Is there someone that could guide you into helping you understand, girl, all that stuff that's on that plate is just adding stuff in the wrong parts of your body right now. Like, how about we take some of that off? Exactly. It's making you bloated, right? Like, that's why you feel like you don't have any energy and you're slowing down, not because of the plates that you have, but what's on the plates. And let me help you prioritize them to your point, your analogy of the, the three stools. So I really, really love that you said that. Cool, cool. Yeah, in all the ways. You also made me think about uh, companies that I know you're not necessarily targeting them, but oh my God, they could use your help in so many so many ways. Um, because there's a lot of corporations that are out here that have the mind to have the conversation about what's needed in the workplace to make sure that their high level leaders and managers and direct reports don't get burnt out so that their mental health is not severely impacted by all the life storms that are happening. You know, the pandemic that got called in, just all the things that we literally have zero control over. So yeah. they're, talk they're talking about it to one of your stool aspects, like there's thoughts around it, like let's look at it the one day, someday. They're even creating some, some 
SOPs, some, you know, strategic operating procedures around it. Like they're having these things put into place, but they're missing that third stool of application. They're not actually applying it. It's literally state processes and procedures on paper that yeah. never get implemented. So a lot of those people are leaving those organizations and stepping into entrepreneurship. And then they, the fear for them is, mm, oh, I don't want to be a starving artist. I don't yeah. want to be the entrepreneur that has to open and close my doors in one to three years. I I don't want to sell a $27 product. I don't want to, right? Like, you know, because they have a certain brand of them as a high level professional in an organization. Financial obligations to me. Right? Absolutely. And yeah. so I would imagine that you're attracting some of those people who are newer into their entrepreneurship journey that don't want to go into what, you know, Everyone under this sounds like, oh, just create an ebook and it's $15, oh. right? Like all the things. Oh, man. <laughs> I could, that's a trigger a trigger for me, Nikita. So just let, let me get on the soapbox for 30 seconds. Yeah, go, go. In 14 years of being an entrepreneur and, and my business being my my sole source of income, I, I anyone who is listening, I, I discourage you from starting your business with low ticket because it takes a poop ton of followers, which we likely don't have at this point to create a viable income on low ticket. So please, like if anybody's starting today and you're coming from corporate America, like please start with a more elegant business model, start with high ticket right from the get go, because your revenue growth, it, there's okay. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, Heather, go, go, go. <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day to a colleague, like we we have to stop undercharging for our services. And I don't care if you're new in business. If you've got 10, 15, 20 years in the corporate world, you're not new in business. And when you develop a business model that starts high ticket, a, a lot of beautiful things are in your favor. There's this beautiful domino effect. When you're charging high ticket or premium prices, each client is worth two to 10 times more the revenue than a low ticket client, which means your income is more stable. Right. Number two, because your income is more stable, you need fewer clients to create that viable income. Fewer clients means you can give a higher level of service to each of those clients. Then what happens? Because you're giving great service to each of those clients, they get better results. When they get better results, they become raving fans and repeat buyers, which means you need less marketing dollars. All of this is this beautiful domino effect. It is a beautiful business model and one that I'm obviously kind of passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. Like this is how you balance boldly. Like if you are feeling overwhelmed by all of the things, part of it is looking at what are the things, are the things, those three stools in yeah. your business. If you, you own and operate a business now, if you're considering coming into entrepreneurship and you're hesitant because of that whole like thought of like, oh, I don't want to be a starving artist. I don't want to get there and I have to shut down. You know, you still have to pay mortgage and, and school and all the things that are on your plate. There is a way to Heather's point of you doing it. And I love that you said elegant business model. There is a way to do this elegantly, tastefully, and boldly so you're not overwhelmed and stressed and you're not chasing after a hundred people to pay you fifty dollars. Um Don't for, right, for all of that energy that you're putting in it. Because you and I both know that fifty dollar product probably took ten thousand dollars of your time to yes. produce. Yes. And then it's gonna take ten thousand dollars of marketing dollars to get it out to the audience that we need to for it to see. Absolutely. I love that. So I know I'm I'm listening in my head to the questions that, you know, the cousins in the other room that are listening to our, our kitchen conversation right now are probably asking like, well, 
All right, Heather. So I've heard high ticket about five times, but what is high ticket? Like, what is a high ticket? All right, let's make this tangible. So it there, there's a level of debate on what is high ticket. But in my world, I think anything of 5K or more is a high ticket premium offer in the coaching, consulting, and service realm. Now, I I appreciate that consultants will often have you know five and six figure contracts, so that is obviously high ticket. But mm-hmm. when we're talking just about the, the solopreneur or the coach, five, you know, five grand is a high ticket offer to me. And I see that there's two, there's two caveats or two um, roadblocks or what's the word parking lot speed bumps that we got to mm-hmm. get if we are going to develop a business model leveraging this high ticket. One is often, regardless of what our background is or how much experience we have in business, we often have this fear, here's the psychology of who am I to charge that, right? Yeah. I may just hung out my shingle as a business owner. Who am I to charge three, five, 10 or 20K? So we got to get our head wrapped around that psychology and the BS beliefs that sabotage us from actually developing this elegant business model. The second thing that, and this is where I teach a lot of my clients around, is when we move to a high ticket business model, there's something that needs to happen. In that shift, it can be challenging because suddenly those conversations will reveal any of the gaps we have in our sales process because no longer is it good enough to be in a sales conversation and just be a really nice person, right? Come on, nice. preach mama. Come on. Nice mm-hmm. going to be costing you money in those sales conversations. And I was, I would love for everybody to write this as like a hashtag truth bomb or golden nugget. <laughs> The prospects that are looking for high ticket service providers, coach consultants, whatever it is, we we want to do business with leaders, not people pleasers. Yes. God, I'm going to say that again. We are looking, they are looking for to do business with a leader, not a people pleaser. But being too nice in your sales conversations might have been okay at a low ticket level. But when you're talking to discerning buyers that are considering investing thousands, four, five, and six figure levels with you, that's not good enough. We have to master our sales conversations. Um, yeah. So if you're going to sell high ticket, we got to shape things up in the sales conversation realm. <laughs> I, I love that you said that. There. So when I know, just reflecting back to those earlier years, uh, my my company will be 10 years old in a week and a half from the date of this, oh, this we're episode being first with this. I know, right? Like, this is serious. I just, it literally just dawned on me, like, that's that's like happening this month. Um, and when we started in our first couple of years, we were attracting a lot of people who were in that example that I used earlier, that corporate space. They were coming. I was seeing them at like women's conferences and whatever when I was keynoting and they were coming like, well, how did you start your business? What are you doing? And I was like, I got really vulnerable. <laughs> I got really open and really exposed. I had no idea. I was confident as a psychotherapist and trauma specialist and relationship expert in the systems of the world that I worked in and really good at what I did. I just fell out of love with how I had to do the things that I was doing. I wasn't in love in that relationship with my career, which is why I started dating entrepreneurship, right? And in the dating, it exposed flaws in me, things that I didn't even know existed. And that was just coming into, I guess we would have probably 
I don't think we were ever actually considered non-high ticket. I don't think I've ever done anything that was less than $10,000. But when I think about like where we, it might've been $10,000 for a year program. So it was like borderline, right? Like the stretch and all the stuff that we added. And we were attracting a lot of people that were feeling the same way. And then that's where all the overwhelm and the burnout and the imposter syndrome, right? Like all the things were ramping up because you're doing all of these work. You're throwing in everything but the kitchen sink to get people to buy this program, this product, this service, whatever it is in the world that you're showing up for. And when you're doing it, to your point, you're having these up-leveled conversations with more and more discerning buyers and you're in now this tussle of your with yourself with okay it's no longer they don't really care for you to list out like well here are the 12 things that you're going to get every week like that's they, they can give me a landing page and let me see that myself like those were no longer the conversations as our programs became more transformational as the experience became more in depth as the price point the investment level started to match more of the value, those conversations changed to exactly what you're talking about, Heather. It was absolutely more about leading them into the understanding of this is the gap that you said that you're having. Let me list back to you everything that you said, you know, maybe not every single word, but those high level points that you said and help you see those hidden pain points that you didn't express and allow you to see how we can help you. In order to do that, I had to listen more. Yeah, and absolutely. that is very different, right, Heather? Like, come awesome. on, preach about it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna share something that I I just discovered the other day. There's um there's a research there's a sales research um, company, and I'm a, a big follower, lover of their stuff. And they just released in their newsletter this fantastic statistic about women's sales superpower. And I've I've long understood um, and believed this, and what you're communicating is the same. That as women, we naturally there's something about who we are and how we naturally want to communicate and connect with people that actually makes us automatically subconsciously stronger in a high ticket sales conversation than men. And it, the super secret or the secret superpower is this, it is our natural tendency to want to listen more, connect and understand the prospect instead of the old school philosophy, which is to dominate bully and shame someone into buying. Hmm. In fact, they found that, on average, the winningest salespeople across a variety of industries were women because they listened 16% more in a sales conversation than their male counterparts. Now, they didn't recognize that this was a superpower because it's often diminished, that it's, you know, it's weak or it's quiet. It's, it sometimes is branded as passive, mm-hmm. but is actually very powerful in the sales conversation. Mm, see how that soft, supple skill, <laughs> y'all know yeah. I'm being dirty right now, right? Like you, you know I'm being dirty, <laughs> but how it always changes the game. Like yeah. that is so incredible on so many levels. So I have to ask you, you're yeah. doing a lot of work with a lot of holistic uh, breaking down with someone, seeing their, to the point we were talking about either earlier with those three different stools, the yep. processes, the implication, impl- implementation, why can't I talk to that? The implementation and the psychology. mindset, the psychology of it. That's a lot of work and it can be really heavy sometimes, even yeah. though you love what you do and you're in love, it's still work, right? So sure. how, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? Oh, Nikita, I love this question. Um, when you sent me this question, I spent a couple of nights pondering over it with a glass of wine. I will admit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think 
it's been such even answering coming to my own answer or response to this question has been healing and confirming for me. So here's what I want to share. And this is what I would share with my former self. It took me a long time to get to this place. As I said, I've been in business for 14 years and by God, I wish I had known this back when I started. I would have been much farther and elegantly along the path. <laughs> but what it's come to is and I can I can talk about this, but knowing it at a soul level is a different thing. So I'm going to point to it um, in the hopes that it will inspire people to find their own connection here. Yeah. It is being able to, to recognize that I am not responsible for other people's reaction or their emotions. That is hashtag not my job. But for probably the first, you know, eight to 10 solid years of my business, I was pouring out and devoting so much of my energy trying to anticipate, manage, um, and repair other people's emotions and reactions to what I was doing. I was, and I wasn't getting paid for it. I was, mm. I was depleting myself. And call it, you know, I turned 45 last year. Maybe that's part of the magic sauce. Yes, honey. At this stage in my life and in my business, I, I clearly recognize that not taking responsibility, you know, putting that baggage down doesn't make me not a nice person. It makes me a more powerful person because then I reserve my time and attention and intention for what I truly can control, which is me. Mm. That has made all of the difference, honestly. I love literally every syllable of what you said. That is self-preservation at its core. That yeah. is you recognizing the greatest leak in your energy capacity system that was occurring for you. You have now choice to close it. Yes. And you close the leak. Yeah. I love and that. Also, this is I am now, I had this conversation with my 17 year old son last night. Mm. Um, you know, he's starting to get into the dating scene. He's got a car and talking about, you know, is he responsible for how his date, you know, responds or their emotions, right? Where his responsibility lies and where it doesn't. And it's, it's just a powerful skill that any of us um, can have. What a gift yeah. to give to your son. Like, yeah, seriously, cool. that is such a gift. He's going to make an amazing human <laughs> when he becomes older. <laughs> he's not really human now, right? Like he's, he's 17 years, <laughs> he's figured it out, <laughs> right? <laughs> But he'll be an amazing human when he grows up. Yeah. I have to love it. So how can people connect with you, Heather, and find out more of how to not to be sleazy, step fully into their power of high ticket sales as a coach, consultant, a service provider, and really understand the fullness of balancing boldly with their new elegant lifestyle? Yeah, beautiful. Well, the good news is, is there's only one Heather Petherick on the internet, so I'm easy to find. <laughs> right, you'll find me. Um, but I'm most active actually in Facebook, where I blend, you know, uh, an unvarnished portrayal of my life with all of the awesome goodies I have in terms of the sales process and sales conversations. So those are the two best places. I love how you said that, an unvarnished portrayal of your life. That's a whole like hashtag, hashtag unvarnished. You bet. <laughs> I am loving all of this. Heather, you have been such a blessing, a gift, full energy, exactly as I expected you to be, because this is what we were, we came to play and you were not pretending. You were like, I'm coming fully as me all day and we are going to have so much fun. And you totally delivered on that. Thank you so much. You attracted it, Nikita. Take some credit there. Okay, sure. I'll do <laughs> 
<laughs> you are amazing. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Balance Bowley listeners, I know you can thank me. Pat me on the back. I'm receiving it. I know that we brought you the best of the best. Heather Petherick is that chick. You must follow her. We'll make sure everything you need is in the show notes below and a couple of extra gifts that you'll see there for all of you who are actually reading. Remember, leaders are readers. So read the show notes. Scroll all the way down to click the links and get what you need. So you're not just being poured on by all these nuggets and these gems, but you can actually put them in your toolbox when you connect with people. For any of you who are entrepreneurs that are listening to this, you know that all of the juiciness is in the connection. You have to build the relationships and leverage these deeper connections that you're creating when you go further than just being a fan of someone and move into raving fan status. So make sure that you're making a decision for yourself. Do I wanna just say like, oh yeah, I heard this wonderful woman named Heather Petherick on Nikita's podcast, or do you wanna say, oh, I know this wonderful woman named Heather Petherick, okay? Mm -hmm. I know, I keep trying to do the Cardi B thing, it doesn't work for me. But you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> so you guys know I love you to life. I'm standing for you to be creators of your balance and your joy, but I want you to do it boldly. In order to do that, you have to show up fully for yourself. So please do that. Take care of yourself. Take care of another. Look to the right of you. Who is your neighbor? Look to the left of you. Who is your cousin, your niece, your daughter, your sibling, your elder who isn't feeling fully supported right now? And what small thing can you gift them with today? That is how you balance boldly. I'm Nikita Thigpen, and I look forward to seeing you next week.